It's Wednesday, August 9th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And so yesterday we started this three-part series on the minor prophet Zephaniah and specifically what we see in Zephaniah chapter 3 and and what I believe is just this beautiful picture of the gospel through Zephaniah and and really what feeds uh, our our call right to care for orphans and widows this is this is a passage that that shows us where our 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 reasoning for for getting engaged and it's not for just a social justice it's not humanitarian aid it's not altruism just to make us feel better about ourselves but this is to proclaim the gospel because when we have a gospel mindset when we have a gospel focus. We start to see that our care for orphans is bigger than just our acts. Our care for orphans starts to bleed over into discipleship because at Lifeline, what we want to encourage families to do is they're on this journey, ultimately for the heart of a child, to disciple the heart of a child, to, to, to capture the heart of a child, to point them to their creator, to point them to a savior, and to point them to a maker who is ready to redeem them. And so yesterday, we just, we looked at verses one through eight, and the stage was set as sin is just sick. We we saw the, the way that the cities were desolate, the officials are, are roaring lions, the judges are evening wolves, the prophets are fickle, the priests are profane. You know, the Lord is is within her. He's righteous. He's, he's trying to do justice. He's trying trying to every morning you know show forth justice and 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 his he's trying to make sure his mercy doesn't fail but at the end of the day sin these these people are just so sin sick and and he's saying you know what uh, I've laid waste in their streets so that no one walks in them their cities are desolate god is saying my judgment is deserved and, and beloved we talked about that that's the reason we have orphans that's the reason we have vulnerable children because of our sin sick world and then we we enter into a beautiful part of Zephaniah chapter 3. And, and you know, if Zephaniah 3 just ended with verse 8, it would leave us at a place of, of really no hope. But, oh, God, beloved, is rich in mercy. And so I just want to take a moment and say, as we get ready to read this passage, if you have wandered onto this podcast, if you're going, is the Defender podcast something about, you know, law? Or is it something uh, that about just nonprofit speak? Or, or maybe you're just thinking, I want to get engaged with orphans because it seems like the, the fad Hollywood thing to do. And, and you've never committed your life to Christ. Oh, I want to tell you, there's good news. There is such good news because God, God does not leave us in our sin. But while we were yet sinners, Christ dies for us. When we were strangers, when we were aliens, when when we were putting our hope in political systems, when we were putting our hope in political candidates, when we were putting our hope in our country, when we were putting our hope in our houses, when we were putting our hope in our bank account, when we were putting our hope in ourselves, Christ came and he died died for us. He lived the life that we could never live, and he died the death that we deserve to die a hundred times over. But that wasn't just it, beloved. No, if you are not a Christ follower today, we don't just serve a Savior who took our punishment and is now in a, a tomb rotting away. No, we serve a God that overcame death, that overcame our punishment, that gave us access to God. He is victorious. 
victorious. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 is so beautiful where it says, oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? It has been swallowed up in the victory of Easter morning where Christ overcame our punishment so that we could live forever with Christ. And that's what Zephaniah is pointing us to. And so Let's look at verses 9 through 13. This is what Zephaniah the prophet says, starting in verse 9 of Zephaniah chapter 3. For at that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh, and serve him with one accord. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, the daughter of my dispersed ones, shall bring my offering. Verse 11, on that day you shall not be put to shame because of the deeds by which you have rebelled against me. Oh, there will be no shame, for I will remove from your midst your proudly exultant ones, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. Oh, verse 12, but I will leave in your midst a people humble and lowly, and they shall seek refuge in the name of the Lord, in the name of Yahweh. And then verse 13, and those who are left in Israel, they shall do no injustice and speak no lies, nor shall there be found in their mouth a deceitful tongue, for they shall graze and lie down and none shall make them afraid. Oh, we, we end verse 8 yesterday with the scene of desolation and the scene of, of God's mighty vindication. Oh, and look at this. None shall be afraid. We shall graze and lie down. Oh, and how beautiful is verse 9? Right? This loving conversion that's not just for Israel but it's for the nations. That means that if if you're not a a Jew today, there's room at the cross for you, right? God says, I will turn their speech from condemnation into praise and from confusing banter and language into a concatenation of worship. And, and if you remember, and, and if you're familiar with even some of the stories that, that we teach to children, the Tower of Babel, where uh, the people were, were trying to build this tower up to God. They were trying to, to be higher than the heavens. They were, they were trying to exalt themselves. And so all the people came together. And, and this is after the flood. And, and they're trying to build this tower up to God. And, and the Lord comes down and he confuses the language right? Because the people were trying to band together to exalt themselves over God. He, he confuses the languages. We have the languages today that we have because of the, the pride and the self-exaltation that happened at the Tower of Babel. Oh, but look at verse 9 and this great promise. God's saying, I'm going to unite all these speeches, all these people groups, all these ethos is all these cultures and I'm going to bring them back for my glory and for my renown to be praised. Oh, read, let's, let's read verse nine again. It says, for at that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. And so the people had come together to exalt themselves at the tower of Babel and he confused, God confuses their language, but he, he will redeem that speech. He will redeem that action, that all peoples will come back together. All languages, all tribes, all tongues, all nations will come back together to glorify God. 
(laughs) That means the preaching of the gospel will teach men to use the language of humility, the language of repentance, and the language of faith. By the grace of the Lord, he will shut out all boasting. He will leave men nothing else to glory in but Jesus Christ the King. God will choose for himself a people who are humble and meek and who seek nothing but the name of Christ and his service. And oh, beloved, that's what Lifeline is about, is to unite those people who are under the banner of Christ, who know what it means to be redeemed by the blood of Christ, who knows what it means to live in the victory of the cross. We want to unite these people together to say, we, as these humble men who have, have, have know what it means to be rescued by the grace of God from our hideous sin, we want to come together humble and meekly and and proclaim the name of Christ to the outcast. Proclaim the name of Christ to the orphan so that the vulnerable child may know the great name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, how beautiful to know that God will restore his people and that he has redeemed us. (laughs) And here's the truth. Oh, follower of Christ, oh, beloved, if you're listening to this podcast and and the gospel of Christ is beating in your chest, he has not redeemed you for yourself, but he has redeemed you to care for the least of these. He He has called you out to do justice for the widow, to do justice for the orphan, to do justice for the oppressed. Verses 12 and 13 God is leaving in your midst a people, humble and lowly, a people who know amazing grace, so that they will seek refuge, safety in the name of Yahweh, and so that those who are left shall do no injustice. They shall speak no lies, nor shall there be found in their mouth a deceitful tongue, for they shall graze and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Oh, beloved, it's for the sake of the gospel that we defend the orphan and that we defend the children in foster care and that we disciple children where they are so that they can know the great and glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. This, this is our motivation. And if there's anything else that's motivating us, then we have got it wrong. The only thing as Christ followers that should motivate us is that we, we once were estranged. We once were orphaned. Oh, but our great God has come at great lengths to redeem us and to bring us to a place where we can humbly and meekly serve him. And so tomorrow, I'm excited to wrap up part three of of this Zephaniah 3 to look at where our motivation comes from to care for the orphan and the widow. And excited that that I'll be able to to present that podcast from Houston, Texas, where uh, my family, Ashley, and the kids and I are going to be traveling to Houston to be able to be a part of the Columbia Kids Camp that's being hosted in Brenham, Texas. And so uh, we'll wrap up this tomorrow on Thursday, and then on Friday, Lord willing, we'll be able to even just give you a glimpse of what's happening as these kids from Columbia fall and descend upon Brenham, Texas, and we see Christ followers live out this glorious truth to make the gospel known to orphans from Columbia. 
Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow from Houston, Texas for the Defender Podcast.